Hello, everybody. This is Pasha Marlowe, and you've come to the Let Pleasure Be the Measure podcast. And you won't believe that I found somebody else from Maine to talk to. Like a third of my <laughs> guests, Jillian, have been from Maine. <laughs> which makes me feel so grateful and blessed to live here uh, that I keep finding phenomenal women to interview. Totally. Yet another one is amazing. I love it. I'm so excited for that. So many in our town. Like I've said, even like I could see her house and I'm interviewing (laughs) uh, Jillian Bolands, my, my neighbor, my friend. And I have been following her as a intuitive life coach before I even moved to Maine, I was following you and inspired by your work. Um, So Jillian is an intuitive life coach who helps transform the lives of overextended women. I'm raising my hand for those who can't see me. (laughs) By helping them create deep personal connection to their truth by way of cyclicality so that they can live a life in flow. So first of all, welcome Jillian. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. And yeah, I mean, I totally honored to be among guests from the state of Maine because we're doing big, big, big things up here and it feels really magical and lovely and timely and right and all the things. So I'm so grateful. Thank you. I agree. I've lived in, hmm, well, this is my 20th move. So a lot of places. Yeah. And I've never lived in a state where I felt so uh, safe and mm-hmm. celebrated in expansion Mm -hmm. um and with women in particular and so yes i'm 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 digging maine yeah (laughs) it's fun and i think that you make a really good point like we i think that there is this shift that's happened with women in general and sisterhood and womanhood and all of that um but it's just so nice to see uh true community being Mm -hmm. built um in the actual community as well as globally, right? I mean, yes. thank goodness for the interwebs and the podcast worlds and all of the things because it connects us literally to everyone everywhere if they want to be a part of it. Um, but it is so cool to look out in your backyard and say, hey, all of you are doing really amazing, wonderful things and you are being really amazing, wonderful people, right? It's not just the doing, it's the being right. as well. Yes. Yes. And, um, in my car, I pass by and I, and I see you doing, I see you, uh, sometimes walking or running or stroller walking with your, with your three little ones, yeah. um, <laughs> and kind of out and about. And really, I, I think since knowing you, you've really lived your message and can practice what you, what you preach, which I'm sure is, um, a difficult process sometimes when, life throws at us these challenges. Oh my gosh. It's so funny that you say that because I, I'm the person, right? Like I know that there's a deeper spiritual, more energetic, more wholesome, like of my truth, meaning to flipping everything. And I'm over here. Like I can't go to the grocery store without asking the deeper meaning of life. I can't have a hangover and wonder what's going on with my inner child. Like I can't like literally everything. Like I can't just do normal living because to me, that's not normal anymore. Like there's, there's deeper underlying messages because, um, you know, uncovering the truth of who we are is such an individual sacred practice. And it's one that I love so much. And I feel so convicted about that. I get the crazy, amazing honor of helping other women with that. Mm -hmm. Um, but you can't do that work without doing your own 
work every single moment of every single day. My clients say to me all the time, like, wow, you really like, don't ever stop learning. You don't ever stop digging. I said, no, A, I just can't. My soul won't let me like, that's not actually an option, but B, if I did, I wouldn't actually be able to teach. I wouldn't actually be able to coach and hold space because what I know would someday become obsolete. It wouldn't even be Yes. Uh, it wouldn't be transferable knowledge or wisdom anymore. So like we've got to do our own yes. work. Yes. We continue to learn and continue to evolve. And you seem to like me thrive upon challenges of, of learning new things, but but even COVID was such an opportunity. Like we've never done, well, I shouldn't say we've never done this in our history. We've done similar things, but we've never been through COVID in nope. 2019 or 2020. And so it's like, ooh, like to just to be able to do something for the first time was so exciting to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was, um, it was bananas because it really cracked me open in like this more of that, like waning being mm-hmm. energy in ways that I never had experienced before, but I also had a newborn during, right. during COVID. He, he was born three weeks to the day before we shut down. Mm. So, you know, so like talk about that, that feeling of community and yes. sisterhood and a village. Like I didn't, have access to any of that. And I, like you said, like the first time we experience something or the first time, even our children experience something like it's brand new to us too. So people are like, Oh, well, you're a mom. Like, you know what to do. I'm like, I've never done three before. And, and never without a support system <laughs> with, or with a global pandemic. <laughs> like this is bananas people, but you know, we made it through and, um, massive, incredible lessons were learned because of the opportunity that came up with all of that. Absolutely. And, um, and since we last, last met in person, um, you seem to have really been drawn to the moon cycles and this idea of cyclicality, which I I mentioned, I'm not well versed in yet, um, but I'd love to learn. So how did that uh, come to be that, that this became your, your new passion and interest right now? Yeah. It's amazing because, um, you know, we have known each other for a couple of years and I have just transformed. And I think like one of the greatest gifts I've ever given myself is the permission to continually transform until, and that will happen forever and ever. But I feel like I've finally, like, I finally like planted roots in like, oh, this is why my soul took this path and then this turn and then this turn and then this turn. Cause I was meant to get here to this place of cyclicality, witchiness, goddessiness, intuitive living, right? Like it's, it's so sacred and it's so beautiful. Um, but the, the way it actually came up is, was because my physical body didn't have a natural period for 14 years. Mm -hmm. And that was really convenient to me my whole life. Mm -hmm. Um, even even in my teenage years, I had a period like twice a year, maybe. And, you know, people chalked it up to, oh, you're athletic and oh, you're this and oh, you're that. I'm like, yeah, I'm athletic, but I'm not like going out for the Olympics. Like, shouldn't I have like some sort of natural period? Um, so anyways, uh, went on birth control at the age of 18, went off when my husband and I were ready to not, not try to get pregnant, but we were, you know, we were open to the possibility, but it was then that I realized like, oh, she's not coming back. And at that time, mid twenties, again, like I'm, I was so far away from my awakening at that point that I didn't care 
why I wasn't getting a period at that point, I just get me pregnant. Like, let's just figure out how to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did thankfully by way of the universe's magic and modern medicine, mm-hmm. I got pregnant with my first son and then went through the process again. I went through the IUI process, which okay. is the stage right before IVF. So same shots, same meds, different, um, experience in terms of conception. Okay. Um, so went through the IUI process twice and I will never forget, um, it was like a February night and I went my, my now middle son. So there's like, there's like the, the teaser for the end. My now middle son was our second born. He was a baby, uh, not quite one yet. His birthday is in May. And I, it was February. I walked into the very room that I'm in right now. This is my office. We also, um, work out in here. And my husband was about ready to do a workout and my belly was so bloated. It looked like I was five months pregnant and I was not, <laughs> I was very like far from being pregnant. Um, and I looked at him and I said, I feel broken. And it was the first time I'd actually ever said that because I realized like ever I was clenching onto everything. I mean, sacral chakra, you want to talk about pleasure and like, that's the pleasure center, right? The sacral chakra that was so blocked. Everything having to do with flow for me was so blocked. I was constipated, always. I didn't have a natural period. I was so bloated all the time. Um, and so it was that night actually that I was like, okay, I'm ready to find out why I don't have a natural period. And so that big, that, that word why, right? Like my whole life, I didn't care why. And it was convenient that I didn't Mm -hmm. have it because then I could go, go, go. I didn't have to slow down. Periods made you uh, emotional and tired. And that was for the week, right? Like these are all the stories that I grew Mm -hmm. up really, truly believing and embodying because I am an overachiever. I am a high achiever, a go-getter. Like I'm a generator. So like and I'm a Sagittarius. I'm a fire. Like, give me <laughs> the thing. Like, we're going to get it done. Um, but in that moment, I was like, I can't. Like, I can't. And my, I, I got physically injured around that time. Like, universal stop sign to the forehead yeah, arrived. Yes. And it was like, no, we're not, we're not skipping this part. So mm-hmm. um, I, I quickly, as I got into the uncovery of just learning about the female cycle, Because Mm -hmm. I mean, how often do we actually think about the female cycle outside of like fourth grade health class when they tell us like, Hey, you're going to bleed every month for the rest of your life. Right. So I started learning, um, in an adult version of me about the female cycle. And I quickly put two and two together. Um, it was brought up in a book that I was reading that the female cycle is 28 ish days. Mm -hmm. So is the moon cycle. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so given that I didn't have a trackable female cycle at the time, I decided I was going to track how I was feeling Mm -hmm. and how I best functioned according to the moon cycle. And oh my gosh, Pasha, that just like, literally was like the universal gateway into understanding that we are not linear beings. Mm -hmm. We are not, you know, beings that you can just press the go button on and we just go forever. We, especially as women are these beautiful cyclical beings, um, that wax and wane, ebb and flow do and be. Um, Mm -hmm. and when we honor that, we actually get to like 
fully express who we are in all aspects. Um, and just understanding that now, I mean, there's cyclicality in everything. I'm obsessed with the cyclicality in the seasons. Mm -hmm. There are literal celebrations that happen. They're called Sabbaths throughout the course of the year. Like it's just, it's mind blowing because truly we are taught to put our heads down, fun like get the goal function, go like, you know, you'll sleep when you're dead type mentality. And I'm like, we're, we're actually, we are doing ourselves a huge disservice without under, with, with playing that old game. We can't play that game anymore. And is there a sense for you that it's really just coming home to ancient yes. practices, ancient rituals and ceremonies that we've just lost? Um, yes. Yeah. I say all the time. Um, I don't, you know, it kind of feels new agey to be talking about the moon cycle and the seasonal cycles and things like that. But I'm like, uh, it's new agey and it's legit what our, our ancestors were doing. Yes. Like this was like the ultimate honor of the divine feminine and the flow of the mm -hmm. God and the goddess together. And the, um, the sacred juxtaposition of divine masculine and divine feminine and how those intertwine together. So mm -hmm. I feel like we are remembering, yes. we are tapping into a deeper level of wisdom that we've just, um, quite honestly, been blind, blinded to out of safety of ourselves because the damn patriarchy came in a few hundred years ago and was afraid of powerful women and our connection to the elements and all things natural. Right. And uh, now we're remembering, like we're, we're just, I feel like we're pioneers on this incredible divine feminine journey. And it feels so exciting to be here. Yes. And have you researched your heritage more, gone back to generations uh, past and kind of living the legacy of, of so many that have come before you? Have you dug into your, your heritage and culture? Yeah, that is such a good question. I haven't yet. I have gone, all of my work has been based on kind of like feeling, not mm -hmm. like I don't have any like contextual, like went and like found out like who was my great, 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 great grandmother. Um, that will be so fun to do someday. And I absolutely will do that. But for now, it's kind of like allowing me to be in this body in this here and in this now, and just honoring, like honoring yeah. past versions of me in this lifetime, honoring past versions of me in other lifetimes, honoring the lineage of all of that. It's, um, it's really exciting. It's hard for me sometimes to put words around it because it feels so flipping important. Right. And, and we, as women are, we are, we are like in our primal, most wise space. We are feelers. Mm -hmm. We are emotional beings and energy is emotion and emotion is energy. So sometimes like we don't even need the human created words for it because it's just such this deep, intimate feeling that we have with, with where we've been and where we're going and where we are right now. Mm. And when you're in your space or your magical garden with these, mm. with these feelings and these thoughts, and then you have to get in to your car and assumingly sometimes have to go to the grocery store where <laughs> we're surrounded by people who do not speak this language or do not have this intuition. Does it feel uh, lonely or scary to you ever in the outside world of, of all that you're all that you're inner knowing and all of yeah. the research you're doing. That's such a good question. So, um, not as much now as it once did. Um, it, cause 
before I could like real now I'm like put me on a stage let's talk about this like put me in front of whoever let's talk about this like this is important stuff like we're going in we're going deep um but I think when I was first learning about it um I always say like it's really nice to have podcasts to listen to or coaches to turn to or, you know, way showers for you because they help you put words to the feelings. Mm-hmm. And for me, when I was still really navigating that, like, but what are the words? Like, what is it? Like, what is cyclicality? What is a Sabbath? What is the balsamic phase of the moon? Right. As I was still like learning the logistical words, it felt funny for me to talk about it. I remember I, I, um, I was at like a sporting event for one of my little ones one point And I said, Oh, when I was pregnant with my third son. So fast forward, healed my body, got a period, got pregnant. Right. Like I thought getting a period was the end of the miracle. Turns out universe had bigger plans, but I was at a, um, I was at a sporting event for my oldest son, I believe. And I was pregnant and I was talking with another mama there and I was like, yeah, I just, I, one night I heard the words or, or I, I downloaded the words. It's a boy. Like I knew it was a third boy. And she goes, you're fucking crazy. You know that, right? Like she said that to me and I was like, oh, well, I think we're all a little crazy, but that was my first moment of like, I don't actually care what you think Good. of me. Like, I know that that happened. And then you know, fast forward years later, here we are. I actually have been, it's funny that you said like you get in your car, you go to the grocery store. I'm actually, um, I've just manifested the new car, perfect, amazing car for my family of three, because we don't all fit into my current car anymore. So we needed a bigger car. Um, and I've been working with an incredible, um, salesperson actually here in town. And, um, I hopped on the phone with him. I was like, okay, Here's the deal. Our first call, Pasha. Here's the deal. Um, I'm an intuitive life coach. I believe in abundance. I am not available for any scarcity tactics or base thinking. The perfect car is going to come. And if it's not this, it's something better. I'm basically a witch. And um, that's all you need to know. And he was like, that's awesome. And I just Good. like stood in it. Right. Good. Like, because I think that's the brave thing that we yes. get to do now. Right. And yes. especially as we, as we learn the words to put to the feelings, it's our responsibility. Like it's paying homage to our ancestors that did go through these horrendous time periods where they weren't allowed to say what they felt. They weren't allowed to use their voice. So, um, and it paves the way for the future to make the conversations just normal part of every day. Like nobody will think twice. So it just feels like we're in a really, tumultuous at times, but mostly exciting time period. Yes. I have a lot of friends who have come out of the broom closet. They say like, come out as a witch. So like I've come out of the broom closet and, um, and how freeing it is. And it's, yeah. and so beyond what people would refer to as woo woo yeah. or spiritual. Now we're hearing, you know, goddesses and crones and, and witches and, um, and reframing all of those yeah. words that have um, that have not been understood for so many years, but we're just returning to, we're yes. just remembering, like you said. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so how is it in just relationship? I, I always kind of look, um, you know, big, big picture, but being in relationship with somebody, your, your husband, does he like learn alongside you? Or is he just like, okay, I guess we're going to be talking about witches now. <laughs> Um, there, there was one night that I said to him something to the effect of, and this was a couple of years ago. So this is before I, you know, 
me saying like, oh, I'm a witch now. A couple of years ago, I was like, uh, I'm pretty sure I was a witch in a past life. And he looks at me, he goes, babe, there is nothing that you can say at this point that will surprise me. Okay. I'm here for it. Right. So and I'm, I'm so grateful because I know that that is not everybody's experience. Right. Um, but hopefully my sharing that publicly with whoever is listening, um, it will give you a little bit of hope to grasp onto because like our people, our yes. support system, our men for me, my, my husband, mm-hmm. um, there is that capacity to love and to honor and to accept and to just say, okay, (laughs) last, uh, around Halloween of last year. So this is like, you know, present day Jillian, I've done some growing even since then. I mean, I'll do growing tomorrow from today, but, um, I read this Instagram post and it said something to the effect of it wasn't witches they killed. It was women. Mm. And, oh my gosh, that rocked me Mm. to my ever loving soul. Like I, I, I looked at, so I went downstairs and I looked at Michael and I was like, it was me. They killed me. They killed me. And I was like, like my inner, like goddess Kali Ma, who's the, the volcano goddess. Like she was pissed. She was erupting in me. And, um, I was just going off. I was going on a tear. And so at, at the end of just going on a tear about like how we have been literally killed to be silenced because yes. of our power. Yes. And so, and he was there and he was supportive and he was just holding space and nodding like he's in it with me. And I said, what do you think at the end of it? And he goes, I think you're a crazy witch. And he kissed me on the cheek and he walked away and it was the best compliment he's ever given me. So yes, I am grateful because, um, you know, I, I've just, I've, I've set the standard that like me uncovering the truth of who I am is how I'm going to be living. And that is going to ebb and flow and expand over time and buckle up buttercup, because this, this is the only way of living. I know how to do now. And I've got to honor that. So yes. And raising children, um, with, with this new expansive awareness, have you incorporated them into cyclicality and the moon cycles and the seasons? Like, do you celebrate differently in your home? Yes, we do. Um, and it's so fun uh, because, so I've got three boys, right? I always say like my work's in divine feminine and I live with all men, <laughs> um, okay, but of course right? I do, right? Like that's, it's important and it's powerful and it's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting because we are, we are big celebratory people anyway. We love any chance to celebrate. We love holidays. We love all the things. And so now that like my view on like the more traditional holidays has expanded. And I actually see where a lot of the ritual and the holidays come from because they come from the Sabbaths. Um, a lot of the holidays that we have were man created by religious entities. Um, some of the, with some reason to like prove points or to do this or to do that, whatever it is, they were created after these mm-hmm. natural holidays. So the Sabbaths are eight holidays that happen throughout the course of the year and they happen at the seasonal changes. So they happen at the spring equinox, the, um, the summer solstice, so on and so forth. And then, so those are four of them. And then there's a cross quarter Sabbath, a cross quarter celebration. So there's eight total throughout the year. And it's just so cool because it allows for us to talk about the holidays that we know and we love and we celebrate because we always have and family traditions and stuff like that. And we talk about 
the goddess holidays and it's not there the sabbaths aren't purely about the goddess it's actually about the um the lifespan of the god and the goddess together it's really cool in terms of mythology there's also a lot of agricultural uh components to the sabbaths but we talk about how uh for example around easter time uh, a couple weeks before at this at the spring equinox um, is Astara. And it is when the goddess Persephone came from the underworld and she started, she came back and um, starts and she plants all these, these seeds and eggs are a huge symbol of that season. So like we went outside and we wrote wishes on eggs and we planted the eggs. So it's cool because it allows for me to have a more expansive conversation with them and just have more fun. And like, we, I mean, we set our crystals out at the full moon and we do all the things and it just feels like I'm giving them a more or more of an opportunity to see broader than yes. what I saw when I was little, because it's, it's like the Maya Angelou quote, when you know better, you do better. And yes. like, when you know more, you can share more. You do more so, and, yeah. and more ce- and more celebration. Although I know often in your teachings, you speak to, even if there's nothing outwardly um, obvious to celebrate, you should still celebrate it and bring celebration into your, into your day. But how fantastic that you also have eight more actual like celebrations. I know when I first started, I was like, sweet, who doesn't want eight more celebrations throughout the year? Like, that's amazing. (laughs) Exactly. And so on your days where you wake up and the energy is low, I don't know if that ever happens to you. Oh, believe me, it happens. That was actually the most of the month of May for me. So go on. (laughs) I'm just wondering, does it, does it, I mean, now you're into the, the flow and the cyclicality. So, you know, that of course it will, it will change and shift and evolve, but is it, is it very low and dark and slow and heavy compared to the high highs? Like, is it one extreme or the other, or, cause I'm not a flat um, I don't know what the terminology yeah. is, but I'm either very high and fiery yeah. or lethargic and really on the bathroom floor crying. I'm like one or the yeah. other. So I'm just curious yeah. how it is for you on those lower energy days. I, I have always been pretty to the extremes. My husband actually says like, he's like the steady copacetic line. And I'm like the up here, down here, up here, down here. And that's hard to navigate. It's not hard. It's tricky to navigate. Sometimes tricky for me to navigate in my own body. Never mind, like bringing in another entity. Um, But so the answer is yes. Like I can feel like the very high highs Mm -hmm. and the very low lows. Um, And also I... Now I know. So going back to when I first started following the moon cycle, because it helped me to sync my female cycle to it. What I discovered was that there are certain times of the month where naturally I just want to curl up in a ball in the corner with a nice fluffy blankie and not have anybody talk to me for three days. And for me, that typically happens around the disseminating moon, which is the phase right after the full moon. So, um, I actually, when, when I schedule podcast interviews, I make sure it's not, we're not talking during the disseminating moon. Cause like, I know my energy is not, um, it's not that it's not right or it's not good. It's good. It's just in that like nurturing slower inward and it's not a great time to be hopping on a podcast and like jamming out with your friends so um so I know that of me just simply from like tracking and just being aware of the moon cycle um and then you know like I said the month of May like 
pretty much the whole month. Like I was like, just in like this, like jammed up space and just came out of it earlier this week. So here we are happy to, (laughs) happy to be here on the other side of it. Um, but I, it, knowing the cyclicality is powerful because it helps me to proactively support myself in the future. But also when those times where like my body is like, "Mm -mm, I don't care what the moon's like or what moon phase we're in right now. I don't actually feel like myself. I don't feel good. I want to cry on my 15 month old's bedroom floor, which is what I did earlier this month. Um, I just allow myself to do two things, investigate it, when I'm ready to investigate it, like just get curious about it. Like, you know, what, what am I actually feeling? Because sometimes when we feel bad, we don't name what it is. We just Mm -hmm. know that we feel bad. And then we try to distract ourselves or numb ourselves out or whatever. So I investigate it. I ask what I am, what I'm actually feeling. Mm -hmm. I ask like, do I know where this came from? Um, do I, did something cause this or is this like, what was I doing at this time last year? How Mm -hmm. was I feeling? So is this truly a cyclical, Mm -hmm. like on an annual basis for me? So Mm -hmm. I get super curious about it. Um, and then I just give myself full permission to like give ultra care to myself. Um, for instance, I don't know how many of your listeners have their own businesses or whatnot. Um, but I, I do, I have my own business mm-hmm. and I was supposed to quote unquote, yes. according to the calendar that I had created for myself, which was really pretty in April. <laughs> um, but I, I was going to have a free challenge, a celebration and manifestation challenge in the middle of the month. And I said, that's not happening right now. Mm-hmm. I'm literally not able to provide the necessary and sacred energy that that challenge that that teaching opportunity deserves. So I pushed it back a week. Right. And like previous versions of me would have been like, no, but you wrote this in emails and you You said said. you were going to do this. And now I'm like, literally everyone's fine. There is nobody that has cried when I said I'm bumping it back a week. In fact, I got more emails back saying, Hey, thanks for being really honest that you just didn't feel well enough to be able to host this. That actually helps us not feel so alone and trust you more and like you're actually living it. So yes. Yeah. I mean, it's a really real thing. So getting really investigative and then also like allowing myself to just like provide ultra, ultra care, because what I did was I took that time that I was going to be teaching and coaching and all those things. And I journaled and I pulled cards for myself and I listened to affirmations and I did my own affirmations. Like I got back into my body, into Mm. a state of alignment for me. And I think that's the coolest thing about cyclicality is it helps give you touch points on where things are around you so that you can find your center and in it all. And in terms of coming back into your body, do you have a physical practice that might've before, before it looked like exercise, but now it looks more like whatever. Yeah. Sometimes it's still, yeah. Sometimes it still is exercise. Um, but it's more, uh, intuitive. Like sometimes mm-hmm. it will be go for a run. Cause you want to run not because you want to burn 500 calories like you did, you know, several years ago, which I mean, again, super grateful. Love that version of myself. I wouldn't be here without her, um, mm-hmm. but it's just different. And sometimes, um, you know, there was one morning a couple of weeks ago, I came into my office, I turned on my salt lamp and I just turned on music and did intuitive yoga by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I also did a cleanse. It was like a liver, 
uh, cleanse, hormonal balancing cleanse, which felt really great because it was good whole foods. It was good, delicious, um, like shakes that I would not shakes like juices, like with real food mm. that I would make. Um, and that just felt really great. Cause I could feel on a cellular level, me nurturing myself, which is ultimately mm. what I, what I really needed. So, um, yeah, I mean, we get to do all this life. We get to do all this, spirituality, all this, this pleasure creation in these bodies. Like sometimes when we energetically, emotionally feel off like that, it's because our bodies are like, Hey, hi over here. Can we, can we have a blankie and some water and tea and a book? Like, let's just, let's just be here. Yes. And so I am glad to hear that even if you're following the moon cycles, sometimes your body actually intuits something that's surprising. Yeah, um, yeah. within that. Yeah. So, and so you, I, I went to your true, um, true, you true live, live. Yep. True you live. and now it's true you tent. Um, so I want to yeah. hear how that evolved and are you actually in a tent? Like I'm picturing like ceremonies <laughs> of witches in a tent and bonfires and I don't know. I'm like, what? I don't know. Yeah, what it, is it? It's amazing. So true you live is still the live event and, okay. um, and, in the works right now to bring that back this year, which is like, Yay. oh my gosh, I could cry talking about it. I need yeah. to like get things finalized, but like we've got Good. things in the work, but yes, this year it will not be in an auditorium, uh, like music hall. It will be under a tent and outside and in the elements and in nature. Oh my gosh, it's going to be amazing. Um, but, uh, I have, I also have a journal called the true you, uh, journal, self-discovery journal for the curious. So for me, even back before I got exactly where I am now, but like when I first started my business, like the true you, um, aspect of it, like uncovering the truth of who you are, that just, it was always there. Those words were always there. And so, um, now I have the true you tent, which is my coaching program, but it's so much more than that. I'm coaching all the time. And we have a sacred Voxer conversation. So imagine women from all over the world, um, in a Voxer conversation and Voxer is like a recordable walkie talkie. Mm -hmm. Um, so we come in there all, all day, every day. And people are sharing celebrations. People are asking for specific coaching from me. Um, people are sharing, uh, the muck and the yuck of what's going on. And we are just there holding space, celebrating, talking all the time. And it's, it's just amazing. And then we also have group coaching calls. I have one-to-one calls built into the program itself. Um, but like the coolest part of the whole thing is that we actually celebrate the Sabbaths together. So we, I teach about the Sabbath in advance, the one that's coming up and then we get together, um, virtually right now and we celebrate them. And it's just, it's so cool because it truly is. I mean, back in the day, day, women would bleed together on the new moon and they would go into a tent and they would take care of themselves and they would share stories and they would share rituals and they would have honest, raw conversations. I mean, to me, Pasha, that is pure pleasure of yes. being able to like yes. be there with your women talking about the things that you can't talk about outside the tent, but like it's yes. safe here. Right. Yes. And so yes. like in, in, in the true you tent in my program, that is what women have said. They, women say things 
Mm. Once they're in that space Mm. that they have never said before, Mm. ever, that they have never felt they've been allowed to say, Mm -hmm. that they have been too scared to say, that they've been shamed when they wanted to say it. It's just, it's holy. It is, it's holy ground. And, um, it's like, it, I'm obsessed with it. Like I have done <laughs> so many different programs and, and courses and things like that throughout my entrepreneurial career. Yes. And this is it. Like the, it's the best thing ever. Like I will go down on paper forever. So like, this is like, I love this space. I love the sisterhood. I love the depth we get to go to, it's just so fun. So and all one of the, the things. it sounds so good and, and powerful uh, and, and, and natural. I mean, it doesn't, it's yeah. funny. Cause I mean, maybe five or 10 years ago, I would have said that sounds anything from um, quirky or awkward, or yeah. I mean, would I feel comfortable and safe there? And now it just feels like, well, Yes, obviously that's what we should do because that's like we all want it in our, we know, we know that's what we need and we know that's what we want. Um, And it's beautiful how we can create that safe, sacred, empathetic space in different ways, whether it's under a tent or for me now it's on the comedy stage, which is all very unexpected. But as long as there is a space where people can speak their truths and their inner knowing and be held in that, I think that's transformative. It's transformative. And I love that you just said that because we all have our different gifts and we all have our different, um, pathways toward Mm -hmm. this, this primal need and desire that we have as women to be together in community in a place that feels meant for us. And for you, it's the comedy stage, you know, and, and that is your sacred gift and sacred space. And for me, it's the tent, right? And it's Mm -hmm. like, all of these things are just so important because they are the magnets for other women who are drawn to that method of sisterhood and that depth of connection. And it just feels so empowering because it allows for women everywhere to ask themselves the really beautiful question of like, where do I want to be? What are my gifts? How could I magnetize women to me? Or where do I feel magnetized that it feels really exciting to go over there and hang with those girls, right? Yes. It's just so cool. And it's it's so cool to me that, because um, now I'm menopausal and, um, and so the cycles and the cyclicality of my um, womanhood, it just feels very different. And there's a yeah. sense of um, loss, but also freedom in it. Totally. And, um, so I'm shifting. And so maybe last year I would have wanted to be held in a softer space for now, where for whatever reason, I want to be held in this, you know, almost silly, fun and laughing space. And that I yeah. love that we can just flow with the cycles of, of what is we need. And and without, uh, without shame, but a lot of curiosity of, isn't that interesting? This is an unexpected yeah. twist. I oh didn't... my gosh. Yeah. It is so good. So, um, there's, I don't know if you've ever heard of the triple goddess before. No. So the triple goddess is, um, essentially it's the, the path that we all take through life. It is the maiden, the mother and the crone, right? So the maiden goddess, the the basic thing about the inner child and then the mother goddess who is more mature. And now she, her job is to take care of either her young, or it's even if you don't have your own children, Mm -hmm. we, we each step into like that mother goddess phase where 
we now have experienced enough life that we can nurture and support other younger versions of humans. And then we've got the crone, which is getting, getting toward the end of life. Um, and it's more of that, like, uh, deep wisdom. Like I've got nothing to prove. I've experienced it all come and sit by my fire and I'll tell you all the stories. And if you just sit here and soak in my energy, we're going to solve a lot of problems for you. Right. And so you hear about the maiden, the mother and the crone a lot. Um, but one, uh, archetype that's missing from that is the wise wild woman. Hmm. So there's a lot that you can actually look up and posh, and you're still very much in that like mother goddess phase too with your son. Mm-hmm. And also as he's getting older and as you're experiencing this kind of like you even said like that this, this shift has been yes, happening and I just yes, want to go yes. play and be silly. So the wise wild goddess is like, okay, I'm not, I'm not, you know, the young downy haired girl anymore, nor am I quote unquote, and don't chastise me for this, but I say, I, I, cause I mean, it was so much love, but just the mother got right, it. Right. Anymore, yes. Right. Yes. Like my, I've got, I've done that <laughs> and still doing that and still being the inner child version of me yes. too, but I'm it. not quite the crone yet. I am some, I've got this air of freedom yes. that I haven't experienced in mm-hmm. my wise years. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to go run through the pastures. I want to go howl with the wolves. I want to go, you know, ride with no saddle on the horses. Like I want to go stand on stage and, and like spew this comedic energy that is enlightening in me right now. So I feel like that's really cool. Like that's, that's like what you get to embody Yes. And however you want to, but in like the, the future iterations of yourself, like you're going to embody her even more and more and more and more while still honoring the mother goddess and you and while still honoring. I mean, it's like, it's like life. We, as humans, we are made of polarity. We are light and dark. We are the maiden, the mother and the crone. We're all of these things at the same time, but it's like a different times of our physical human existence, it's cool to tap into the energy that comes up with the experience of life, years, uh, connection with people. It's just really cool. How does that feel? Is that like really interesting for you? <laughs> well, I would have never considered myself a wild woman, but I, but I'm, well, I'm feeling it now in the last couple of years. And at first I thought I was wild in a mama bear sense of like, save my kid's life. And totally. Um, and then And then the other voice in my head when I was like, what are you saying? Like comedy? Like what? Why would I laugh now? I'm trying to, you know, I'm in depth of my grief. Why am I laughing? And I knew it was the way I'd save my own life so that I could save my kid's life. I knew it was going to be my, my lifeblood. Um, And then I just followed that, that intuition. And interestingly, in now talking to a lot of other wild, wild women who are like me, menopausal and still kind of sandwiched between taking care of kids who are growing up and almost launched and then taking care of parents. um, The expansiveness and the wildness of like ride a horse without a saddle, I think is what's also translating in my world to, um, to even sexual expansiveness and, and sexuality and different identities and, and being like, I don't fit in with anything I've ever learned. Yeah. And And then rage comes out, you know, you start to get angry about like, 
I've, I've not only been following the patriarchy, but I've been, I've been following my own constructs of what I thought marriage should be because why like who 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 determined these rules and so yeah there's this there's a very wild sense very f i want i want to say like ethically wild and very gentle and mindful totally. too it's not yeah. reckless it's not no, um, like dis- integrity filled wildness and yes. like it's letting it's letting yourself ask the question why right like yes why have I always been playing that note yes why right and like letting yourself feel the feels that naturally come up when you ask these deeper seemingly simple questions the the question why seems like it's just a breeze but let me tell you three three small little letters (laughs) seriously Oh my goodness. I feel like we can go into many different directions. And um, I do want to quickly ask, because you mentioned one of the Sabbaths was uh, was specifically related to uh, pleasure, which I'm not familiar with. So I'm, I'm excited to learn about it, yeah. if you're willing to, to teach for a moment what this pleasure Sabbath is, because I want to do it and celebrate totally. it totally. often. Um, I, and I have a, like a guide that I created that's totally free. I don't know if you put like links in or anything like that, but, um, it's just jillianbolands.com forward slash Sabbaths. And so you can go and get it. It breaks down all the Sabbaths for your listeners. I imagine a bunch of your listeners might be like, this is really interesting, but like, let's talk like 101 stuff, right? Like let's, let's get, let's, let's understand what they actually are. So it breaks down what the Sabbaths are in general. And then a little bit specifically about them. Um, so your Sabbath, Pasha is Beltane and Beltane is, it was turned into May day. Um, again, a lot of, a lot of holidays that we that we celebrate now, or even if they're not like May Day is not super popular now, but it was very, very popular for a long time. It came from Beltane and Beltane, um, agriculturally speaking, it is the Sabbath between the spring equinox and the summer solstice. So think about it beginning of May, the entire earth is fertile and either already bursting with the buds and the flowers or has that like supple, delicious soil that is just begging for something to be planted in it so that it can be harvested later in the year. So that's what's happening agriculturally. And, um, one of a huge component to Beltane were the Beltane fires. And so, um, bazillions of years ago I do like how specific Um, when when this was like just uh, of course we celebrate Beltane this it's just it's what we do like this is our this is our holiday they would actually clear fields and they would burn the brush that accumulates over the winter and it was the final burning because like we got to get seeds in the ground now like we we're gonna have to like be sustaining ourselves and harvesting the crops later in the year. Um, so agriculturally speaking, super important. It's kind of like the last planting of the seeds so that we can Mm. eat during the winter. Mm. Um, but along the, uh, mythology part of it, this is where the goddess and the God both whole unto themselves, um, consummate their relationship. Mm -hmm. And they, they met at, Astara, which is the spring equinox, they did the deed at Beltane. Um, and then 
this is when the, the goddess becomes pregnant and will bear the sun god again later in the year at Yule, um, which is the winter solstice. Mm-hmm. And um, literally, it is the it is the Sabbath of pleasure. It is the mm. Sabbath of sensuality. It is the mm-hmm. Sabbath of recognizing that life is mm. continued and sustained by participating in sexual practices and activities with one another. And more than that, it's meant to feel really freaking good. And it's meant to be really flipping fun. And, um, you know, there were, I read, um, as I learn about the Sabbaths myself, I have a bunch of different books that I pull from. And in one of them, there was this cute saying, and I'm not going to get it exactly right, but it was a, uh, a maiden who goes out on, on like to celebrate the Beltane fires doesn't come back alone, <laughs> right? Like she's, she comes back pregnant. And so it was like, they would go into the fields and they would they would do their thing and um, life would never be the same from that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's, uh, there's so many different ritual and ceremony associated with each of the Sabbaths, but the one that I did, and I walked my true tent ladies through in our own way was to tap into each of the senses. Mm-hmm. And so finding something pleasurable to look at, to taste, to smell, to feel, and to hear, and to like really allow yourself to be there. So it's a great practice to do by yourself, um, yeah. so that you can really be in it and provide pleasure to yourself. How however that feels receptive to you. Um, Mm -hmm. But it was a fun thing to do uh, on our call because we all brought five different things and we showed and we talked about it and we allowed ourselves to like have the piece of chocolate while everybody else was having and like smell the rose next to us. So super sensual, Mm -hmm. super pleasurable and it's all celebrated. Like there is an actual freaking holiday celebrating pleasure. Um, and of course it leads into the summer solstice, which is like, everything is at its highest, yes, the highest energy. The sun is up the longest. We can party the longest. It's just, it's a really cool segue into the summer months. Mm, beautiful. My new, yeah. um, new favorite holiday. <laughs> Seriously, yeah, May 1st, girlfriend. That's, that's your day from now it's, on. That's Pasha's holiday. That's great. It's interesting. Um, I've never really known much about May day. Um, I just thought of it as a bunch of like rainbow colored, you know, ribbons around a pole i didn't really understand well, you, well i'll tell you the maypole is the the pole is representing the phallic of oh, the divine masculine oh. and the ribbons weave the womb of the divine feminine very cool mm-hmm. okay I know. I'm never going to look at that maple. No, nope, not ever again. There you go. You're welcome. <laughs> it's so interesting because um, May 1st, we we sold a house, bought a house, and I felt um, that I needed to do this. There was no reason to yeah. do this on paper, and nobody will ever understand because it makes no sense logically nor financially. It was an intuitive sense that I needed to access pleasure even more than I was. And then I felt like I needed it to be in community. And I think ever since I've known you before I moved to Maine, um, I've been trying to find a place where I'm more in community, more of like a feeling of a village. And, um, and so 
fortunately my family's like, okay, like, we'll just follow your intuition again and move where you think we should move. But, um, but yeah, that was my, that was my May 1st. Um, and that makes sense to me now, like that, yeah. that I was drawn to that. Um, yeah, yeah really, and it's gonna be really cool to see a year from that yes. day you know, what's happening for you in that moment, how yes. can you honor where you've been since the prior May day? How can you add even more pleasure in um, yeah. as you ground into the space? Like, oh, it's just delicious. Like living cyclically is so cool because you can, you can help yourself make sense of yes. the past and you can yes. help yourself proactively pave the way for the future while being where you are in that moment. Cause this moment matters so much in terms of the bigger scheme of things as well. So that is so cool that and you did give, that. Yes. And then giving yourself grace when you are three days or a month under the blanket yeah. and, and, you know, feeling that, um, yeah that gratitude and sacredness in those times to just feel heavier and darker, but yeah. still so important and, and, um, and holy in their own, in their own way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, yes. I'm trying to find the, the holiness and the pleasure in, in even grief and around the edges and parameters of everything. There seems to be mm -hmm. pleasure and humor. The more I, the more I seek it. <laughs> well, and I think that that's a huge superpower of yours. And I think, you know, like, it's just, not only is it a, this beautiful gateway for other women, but it's like a, a soothing mechanism for your own heart. Like, I just think it's absolutely amazing what you're allowing yourself to say yes to that you intuitively feel. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <sighs> Thank you, Jillian. You're welcome. This Lovely. is such a fun conversation. Good, good. I'm so glad. I'm sure I will receive many uh, comments and questions. So they're going to say, how can I reach out to Jillian? How can I get this freebie? So, um, so I'll post, of course, the Sabbath freebie you mentioned. And then what is the best place for people to, to find you? Um, my website is jillianbolands.com, but like I'm on Instagram all the time. Instagram and Facebook are my top two. Um, mm -hmm. but like, I am like always on Instagram doing stories, sharing about this. My posts are always about something going on astrologically, uh, seasonally wisdom, depth, truth, all of that. So, and it's just so fun. And you get to see my cute kids occasionally, and, yes, and, you know, like it's just, that's my favorite <laughs> spot to hang. So come over to Instagram. Tell me that you, um, listen to Pasha's amazing podcast and um, we can jam out over there. And I'm a real person who like does her own social media and stuff like that. Like it's actually me that you'll be talking to. So it's not an automated, <laughs> yeah. it's not an automated message from your VA in Zimbabwe, no. right? No, 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 <laughs> it is me. It's me. I find joy in it and it's yes. fun connecting with people and it's fun. Um, it, it's, it's really fun talking about this and showing how easily, um, it can be a part of your everyday life. Even if you're a crazy, busy mom with three little boys that you're chasing after and a business and you know, all the things <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. I'm, I'm glad you found your, your power, your pleasure, your witchiness, mm -hmm. you got it. <laughs> all of it, all of it. Thank you so much, Jillian. I will post all those things and, um, and you can find her on Instagram. You can find me on Instagram. 
my Instagram and my Facebook handle are just under my name. Um, yeah, or you can go too. into, yeah. yeah, it's easy, right? Yeah, it's easy. It's, I mean, and you and I have good names for that because exactly. like there are very many. So yeah, mine's just at Jillian Bolands and I'm the one you're going to find. <laughs> yep. Yep. Save, save here at Pasha Marlowe. Um, and I've been offering my listeners the opportunity to hop on, I call it a liberation call, but just hop on a call and, you know, tell me your stories and let's talk about all the things, all of our feelings, all of our truths and, and then, um, hold space, uh, for each other. So please feel free to check out that link. And, and then if you like this podcast, subscribe and share with your friends, share this episode with Jillian, with your friends. And, um, and then let's keep talking. Let's keep talking about all these phenomenal, um, not new and new agey, but, um, very old ancient ideas that we're just returning to. So thank you so much, Jillian. Great to see you. And I'll see everybody soon. Bye guys.